Welcome collectors. We are four collectors for collectors. I am John, the 3D 80s kid, and you are here for the first show of our marathon live stream launch event. So sit back and enjoy. The idiom, there is strength in numbers is used to say that a group of people has more influence than one person. That is especially true when it comes to the areas of entertainment or when you find a group of like-minded people that enjoy doing something that you love as well. And throughout the years, we have countless examples that when you get four creative minds together, magic happens. That magic is coming to the baseball card hobby. Hit the intro. Welcome to Four Collectors. Welcome for our first program of the day. We have got a 1920s showcase of pre-war cards. And uh, to join me on this journey through a decade of scarcity is nothing other than John Mangini, the Mangini Collection. Thanks for joining, John. Glad and to be here. Great to have you. And then Orlando from The Collector's Dream. Thanks so, for inviting me on, guys. Great to have you. Uh, so it was a challenge even putting together any kind of group of people for this decade of cards because there is not a high quantity of any set. There is no set that is a through line through the decade at all. And it is really an era of strip cards and caramel cards with a few candy issues here and there. Uh, so in order to get underway, though, we are going to work our way back through time, give you a sampling of the different cards of the decade. And to start out, kick things off, we have got the 1929 R316 Cashin publication set. They are a slightly oversized set of cards, blank back. There are some very rare add, add back versions that exist, but they are very scarce. Uh, and most of the uh, photos on these are really nice and were done by Charles Conlon. And a lot of them are actually the basis of the artwork for the Gaudi cards from the 30s. Uh, I actually have one example here with the white glove to hold this uh, fine card. If I could get a solo there, there we go. This one is Freddie Lindstrom. Had a short but great career as a really spectacular all around third baseman. Uh, his prime years mostly with the Giants, uh, spent a couple years with the Pirates and is a Hall of Famer. And I believe Mr. Mangini has some samples from this set as well. I do. I have here, uh, here's the Babe Ruth. And here is one of the boxes they came in. Uh, they had a circular opening and you could see the top card and they came in four different colors. Awesome. Here we have here we have the Lou Gehrig. 
Jimmy Fox. All the big ones. Lefty Grove. Rogers Hornsby. I'll stop there. John has me on a tight schedule. Beautiful pictures. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thanks, I'm working John. on that set. Uh, and you've got the most of the big ones there. So that was awesome. John, before uh, we move on from 1929, which I know you're going to do, um, I wanted to point yeah. out, um, this is uh, uh, 1929 WA and AC Churchman baseball in USA card. And it features an obvious uh, Babe Ruth, even though it's not specifically a Babe Ruth card. And it's one of his least expensive ones for people starting out in the hobby. And I wanted to show the W5, uh, the W553, which is one of the rarest sets in all of baseball card collecting. Here's a Rogers Hornsby. It has an ornate border around. Uh, these are really, really tough. So two other 1929 issues. John, did that come in a box? Uh, they're, they're, they're cutouts, yeah. Cutouts I believe they box. were on, I believe so, yes. I believe so. Well, thanks for those extra additions, which I didn't include because of how rare they are. <laughs> but uh, of course you would have them. Uh, up next, I am uh, bringing out the 1928 F50 cards. These are uh, four different brands. The, the backs are what are different. Uh, we've got Yingling, Harrington, Tharp, and Sweetman. Uh, the first three of which were all ice cream sets. Uh, the Sweetman is a candy company and is actually the rarest to find. Uh, these cards are uh, the average <clears throat> population per card. I forgot on the last one was about 44 per card in terms of uh, graded at PSA and SQC combined. This one is also an average of 44 graded cards per person there. And I have one example of mine that I recently showed, which is the Bill Terry, which isn't actually a picture of Bill Terry, is in fact Zeb Terry, a picture that was used on a 1917 card of his. And he was a journeyman, second baseman uh, with the Cubs mostly, whose career was over by uh, 1922. So by the time this 1928 set was out, he was long since retired. So, uh, and fun thing on the back of these, this that's where the backs are different. This one says you can trade a Babe Ruth card for an ice cream bar, or you can trade the entire set for a gallon of ice cream. Quite the deal there. And uh, actually, Orlando's got uh, one of the cards from this set, if you want to. Yeah. Go up next. I've got that uh, Babe Ruth that you trade in to get the free ice cream. And that is Beautiful. one of the toughest cards because of that. You know, I mean, I wouldn't have traded it in for an ice cream, but kids back then did. And this one is the Harrington's ice cream card. And the difference between that one is it's, it does say the same thing. Save the pictures for a, uh, and you give the Babe Ruth card, this one, for a free ice cream. And you say, if you get the whole set and turn in the entire set, they give you or s send to your house a gallon of ice cream. 
you can imagine 1928, a gallon of ice cream, you could, most people didn't even have refrigerators. So they had to bring it in. So that's the one that uh, is kind of a shorter print. I don't, just, I don't know, less than 40, I think, graded by PSA because it was, uh, you had to kind of turn it in. Some of the kids turned it back in. And the good thing, awesome. what I like about this one is it actually has an ice cream stain right there. It has almost like a fingerprint, if you could see it. Uh, apparently a kid got the ice cream and held the card and, and put the stain on it. <clears throat> so I got a little lower grade because it's got a, a nice, nice stain, but I like that kind of card. Awesome. I like an ice cream stain on it. I saw Hitman23 asked if uh, Mangini had one of the gallons in his freezer. <laughs> still, still have it. Still have it. <laughs> Since he collected all. All right, I have a Yingling um, uh, Grover Alexander. And I have two Tharps. I have uh, George Sisler. And a Eugene Hargraves. Nice. All right. Uh, up next, we're into the 1927. And uh, this uh, you next. Uh, John, I'm sorry. Can, can I interject for a minute? Oh, we got Please. some more extra rare. Well, do, do you have the W502s on your set? I do not. They were not okay, I, graded. Yeah, I'd just like to show them because they're very similar to those ice cream carts. And they were game bags. So uh, here it says uh, one bagger, hold what you got. Uh, this is a Lloyd Wayner. You can see they're similar, uh, yeah. but these game cards are, are pretty, pretty fantastic. Nice. Here's the, uh, here's the hack Wilson. And I wanted to show these because he doesn't have a whole lot of cards, but he does have one here. And uh, here's a John McGraw. And these, these are pretty scarce. I just want to show those real quick. They do look like the ice cream cards. Yeah, they're very similar, <laughs> but they were a little baseball game. Yeah, so John is showing off now. I, I generally kept it to sets that were had about 40 cards graded per <laughs> card. A few less when John specifically requested them, but uh, I guess he's got even more. Oh, he's so. got one of ones. <laughs> John, I just do it to, dri to drive you crazy. I okay, thank it. you. <laughs> So where I was going next was a uh, W560 for, that is labeled as a 27 issue. A couple of the websites claim that they're more likely issued in 1929 because of some of the players appearing on specific teams that they weren't on until 29. Uh, but all the, both, uh, both grading companies still list them as 27 issue. It was a multi-sport set that actually also included a card of an actor and a rodeo star. There's 128 different ones in the set, but it ended up being 88 different subjects because uh, 64 of them are printed as all black or all red. And then the other 64 are red and black combined uh, with between the two varieties. There's some that are unique to each variety and some that are repeated. Uh, the black and red combined printing is much rarer than the uh, single color printing. 
And these ones only exist actually in a population of about 15 per card, graded at least. And John, I think you're the only one to show anything from this. So these are the 27 W560s? Yes. All right, here's a uh, Dazzy Vance, and this is a red. These are little playing cards. Here's the Babe Ruth, and he was one of the Jokers. And these are blank back. And uh, the other Joker was Jimmy Fox. <laughs> Funny Joker here. And here's a Lou Gehrig. Hey, I'm sorry, I called this Desi Vance. This is uh, Cy Williams. Here's the Desi Vance. And this is the uh, Lefty Grove. Another set I'm working on. But you could see uh, the difference. There's black, there's black and red, and just the red. Yeah, so, so apparently the variations. Black, the black and red is the more rare. So, yeah, and uh, John, I think you skipped the 1928 W513s you told me we were going to go over. No, I merged them with uh, another set because they're okay. uh, kind of together. He merged so, them with the 512, he said. Yeah, we'll, we'll gotcha. get to that. So, up next, I've got the 1927 E210 York Caramel of which there are 122 in the set with an average graded population of 21. Uh, they're listed as being type one or type two with 60 in the type ones, 62 in the type twos, but there is replication of players between each type. So there's actually only 74 different subjects on the cards. And John, you're up again. Yeah, these are, these are pretty scarce. Here's the Ty Cobb. Yeah, they are. Beautiful. They look like on the back. It was so rare. And here's the Walter Johnson. And again. Nice. Now, John. You're gonna you're gonna be mad at me, but uh, I had to show this 1928 W565 set if it's not on your list. Uh, this was a multi-subject set, and they only had four baseball players on it. And uh, these came in two different colors, and for whatever reason, three of the baseball color players are in like this reddish, and one is in black and white. Um, here's Lou Gehrig. Nice. Tony Lazeri, Al Simmons, all great players, and Harry Heilman. And I just wanted to show these because these are all four of the baseball players in this set. Yeah, Matt, I am familiar with that set because I was following a, a recent auction for a Harry Heilman on eBay that uh, went a little too high for my taste, so... One of those great players a lot of people don't really know about. <clears throat> but, uh, thanks for that. So uh, up next on my list, now we're getting to the 512s and 513s. So the case here is that from 1925 to 1927, the W512s were a uh, blank back strip card that was 
a miscellaneous set, I would say, where it's got uh, famous people, of which 10 of them were baseball players. And uh, that is where they put the biggest stars of baseball ended up in that first group of 10 players. So those were issued over three years. And with only 10 baseball players, they actually have a graded population of those that averages 210 per player, which dwarfs anything else in the decade. And um, then the W513 set, which wasn't issued for just a single year in 1928, is a continuation of that set where the next 50 cards were numbered then 51 through 100 and included 26 baseball players, not repeating any of the original 10. <clears throat> and only issued in one year. And so those ones ended up being only uh, 43 graded cards per player or, you know, about one-fifth uh, the availability of those prior 10. Um, so I actually have a sample of the W512 set in this uh, Rogers Hornsby card. Which Beautiful lists him on the Giants, which the only year he was on the Giants was 1926, uh, which dates that one of when that was issued. And, yeah, these are blank backstrip cards. And passing it to John now for his examples. All right, here is a Trist speaker. And that's the uh, W512. And then I have two W513s, not so easy to find. And I got uh, the Pi Trainer and the Lloyd Wayner, being a pirate fan. Nice. All right. Thank you, John. Up next, uh, we're all the way to 1923. So is there anything uh, rare you want to interject now? <laughs> you skipped over 1925. <laughs> <laughs> well, go for it, John. What, what, what John, you you're, you're never going to invite me back. This uh, Volskovsky Limited. John should be the host. Mangina, you should just be the host. This is uh, Sports and Records and... This again is a, a more inexpensive way to get a George Sisler. Very nice, I like those. And it's important to note, um, if you ever see these, these are the 1925 Universal Toy, and this is Zach Wheat. These came in sheets, kind of like uh, eight and a half by 11 sheets, and you cut them out. And they were only for, I believe, the Yankees in Brooklyn. And they also have team photos. Uh, but these are very scarce. And I just realized I have another one and then pull out. And then <clears throat> I have to go over the 1925 W590s. These are, again, hand-cut super rare cards. This is uh, Rogers Hornsby. Walter Johnson. Beautiful. Here's a Ty Cobb that was cut a little crudely, but man, it's so hard to find one of these. I still want a Ty Cobb. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, Kenneth Williams. Now Kenneth Williams, 
I think he was the first guy to hit two home runs in one inning. I'm not sure if he was the first, but he did it. That's it, John. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right. Thank you. Uh so starting off, uh, 1923, we've got a uh, another blank back strip card set. This one is done with photos that are uh, kind of sepia tone uh, instead of artwork. And we're talking the W572 set, which is a set of 120 cards and uh, only a population per card on this one of 13 graded average. And that'd be uh, up to you, John, to show us one. W572? Yes, sir. All right. Here is the... I, I'm collecting this set, uh, working on it. There's the Ty Cobb. These are very scarce. <laughs> I didn't realize. I had a, a several of these from way back, and I didn't realize how scarce they were at the time. Frankie Frisch? Yeah, I've never seen those. Grover Alexander? Babe Ruth. And again, these are blank back. That's beautiful. Uh, here's the, I have a, I have a few others, but uh, some other key players is the Trish speaker uh, and the pie trainer. And we'll stop it there. Oh, here, here's, here's a player of note, Jesse Barnes. He had pitched that game back in the 20s that was the shortest game in history. And uh, I'll skip the others. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. Uh, up next. Oh, let me show one more. Let me show one more for the baseball oh, history. Fine. Tom Zachary. He gave up Babe Ruth's 60th to break the record. Great Set that, that, that record. Love that. And this, I, I don't know if this is on your list, but man, when you talk 1924, and where did my other ones go? Oh, I'm, I got disorganized. When you talk 1924, the Oxford. Oh, no, you have to talk about the 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 um, Walter Mails game. These are super rare game cards. Here's the Rabbit Moranville. That's what they nice. look like on the back. Yeah, I have a few uh, a few of those too. But you should uh, of note because they're really rare. Oh, I incorrectly had that one listed as twenty three on my list. Uh, the info I have. Yeah, on that no, it's it's twenty three. Okay. Sorry, I jumped the gun. Alrighty. Well, let's skip to that one anyway. So the Walter Mails yeah. game from nineteen twenty three. Uh, it was sold as part of an actual game to play baseball for only a dollar. And approximately 5,000 of them were created. And uh, the cards, there's 56 cards of players, and only six of them are Hall of Famers. And the only major star that made it into the set was uh, Walter Johnson. Um, That's the biggest. And they are very scarce with an average graded population per card of nine. Wow. So uh, go ahead and uh, did you already show them? <laughs> yes. 
All right. <laughs> I, I was ahead of you. I, I apologize. No worries. Uh, so up next from 1923, I've got uh, W515 strip cards. Uh, these were actually a baseball and boxing set combined where they had 60 baseball players and 10 boxers. Uh, there are two very rare back variations that exist that aren't blank. And that is a Jersey ice cream. And another one that is Frank H. Fleer Corporation, making these the very first created Fleer baseball cards. So uh, they, the overall population graded on these is an average of 61 per card for the 60 baseball players. So, uh, John, you got a W515 for us? Yeah, here's the Rogers Hornsby. It's a beautiful card. Yeah, better artwork on uh, them than lots he of has, He has his Very fielding nice. glove in his back pocket. <laughs> and even though it's a hand cut, look at this beautifully trimmed there. Perfect. It's a beautiful card. Oh, so I one see of the that. nicer one of the nicer strip cards in my opinion. Yeah. See a question that was typed in uh, out of these sets, which ones are affordable to the average collector? I would say, in my six months or so of following these pretty closely for auctions, uh, what I am seeing is that the ones with photos are more expensive than the art strip cards. Uh, you can get a lower tier hall of famer strip card you know low grade yeah, for somewhere in the neighborhood of a hundred dollars yeah uh your higher tier hall of famers for the artsy strip cards are going to be 200 or more whereas your photo ones you're going to be paying more like 200 plus for the low tier hall of famers and your higher tier guys they're pushing Four, five hundred, or even more for uh, the ones that are the the photo ones. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been seeing over the last six months of uh, diving into this. But uh, back on subject. Uh, up next is another rarer issue that John wanted me to include, which is a 1923. Maple Crispette, which is a Canadian set, 30 cards, 11 of which are Hall of Famers. Average uh, graded population is 23 per card on this one. That's a very tough set. Very tough. Yeah. Okay, here is the Walter Johnson. Beautiful portrait. And this happens to be a super rare blank back version. I remember when you got that. Now, most of the players are in this square, uh, but there's, I believe, two players, I could be a little mistaken, that are in a circular thing. And this is uh, Bill Wab Wamsgans. Of course, he's the only player to have an unassisted triple play in the World Series. And this is what the back should look like if they're not blank back. But most of the cards on the front will look like this Walter Johnson. 
Awesome. John. Oh, and it's important, to, it's important to note that these were a Canadian issue. John, those blank backs, that's got to be a one of one. I've never seen that. Yeah, I, uh, you know, on Net54, um, our friend Dave, he had post made a post for me to look into it. And I've, I, they were commenting that they've only seen a few. Um, and they named wow. uh, more obscure players. I don't, I don't think... Uh, I've never seen a blank back Walter Johnson, and no. uh, I've been looking around ever since I got this one. Awesome. And the funny thing is, is I didn't know it was blank back when I bought it. I just wanted that card, yeah. and when I got it, I noticed it was blank back. Reached out to yeah. Dave right away and said, "Is this is, what is this? Is this a different issue? Is this a you know a rarer card?" I had I, no I remember idea. the video that when you looked at it, and didn't yeah. know. So I was pleasantly uh, surprised and excited. Yeah, congratulations on that. That's beauty. Yeah, the funny thing is, is they didn't. I, I, I wasn't even thinking about the back, you know. So. So a question on the screen from Hitman Twenty Three is where were a majority of the strip cards cut from, and it's my understanding that these things were generally issued to like candy stores yeah. or corner stores. And they were in a big long strip. And if you bought so much product or whatever their promotion, particular promotion was tied to them, they would slice off so many cards right there at the register as you're paying. And that's how you'd end up with them. And that's why they are so miscut. It ends up being where a good 50% of these almost in terms of graded population ends up being authentic because you have to have the full uh, border of the card in order to get a letter or a number grade. So, uh, yeah, the vast majority of them are only going to be authentic because PSA doesn't think they're cut the right size. You know, that's, yeah. that's it. It doesn't mean that they're altered in any way. Uh, I believe they were also issued in arcades and movie theaters over the years. Yeah, I mean, mainly if you think about the 20s, most of the cards were strip cards or cut from boxes of something. Those are because they didn't have tobacco cards in the 20s. So you either got the caramel cards or you got the strip cards. Pretty much that was about it. That's because uh, they banned drinking. So you didn't have a yeah. craving for a smoke at happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it was for you back then? <laughs> there was prohibition for sure. Yeah. Or, or do you ask Rick, 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 how it was back then? So, um, up next, and even he's rarer, got a question there. Yeah. He's got a question. Okay, another one. Which of these sets has the most affordable Ruth card? The strip card, uh, for the most part. I believe uh, one of the more affordable ones is going to be that uh, W five twelve Ruth because there is a good population. And a lot of people do not like the artwork of that set of strip cards. Um, also, the card that Mangini showed that doesn't mention Ruth, but it is a Ruth, that's pretty inexpensive compared to Ruth cards. Well, that as well. As well as, like, the cash-in is decently right. more affordable because it's oversized and people generally want the, the standard slab size. So, yeah. Um, as well as uh, one of the ones that's uh, oversized that is coming up soon. But uh, our next set, uh, 1923 Willard's Chocolate, a Canadian set just like the Maple Crispette. 
and uh, has a 180 card set, and the average graded population is 10. And John has all 10. Probably. Uh, well, this is a this is a set that I'm I'm working on. Um, here is uh, one of my favorite one of my favorite cards is the Rogers Hornsby from this set. Oh, that's beautiful. Nice picture. Uh, here's so the Tris, Tris speaker. Walter Johnson. Ruben Marquard. Babe Adams. Frankie Frisch. I'll stop there for you, John. <laughs> those are awesome. And those are blank Yeah, that's back, the right? set I've been working on. Those are blank yes. backs also? Yeah. They're blank back. And they have kind chocolate. of a blonde color. And one thing that I would like to point out to people that aren't familiar with these is sometimes, you know, that blonde uh, looks newer than you would expect. So, you know, if you find, if you run into these, it doesn't, you might think that they're 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 fake or reprints or something, uh, but they were they were very blonde on the back because you you just uh, you would just expect them I think to look more vintage, right? Sure. All right. Up next, I have got we're into nineteen twenty two with the E one twenty American Caramel, which looks just like the V sixty one Nielsen's Chocolate which also looks just like on the front, at least, the uh, W573 uh, blank back strip cards. I happen to have one of those W573s right here with Max Carey, Hall of Famer, outfielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, that's in, a blank back? That is a, the blank back. The blank back would be then the W573s, whereas... Uh, Right. The American Caramel and Nielsen's have their advertising backs. So, uh, Orlando, uh, you've got one. Uh, yeah, I've got the nineteen twenty, the nineteen twenty two American Caramel, and and that's the E one twenty. That's the Babe Ruth. Now the E one, this set is was the largest actual set baseball set produced back then it was 240 cards and uh on the back it had the entire uh roster of all the players the starting players on the team so uh it was distributed again with caramel cards and there were 15 players from every team listed on the back that's why there was 240 cards so it's a tough set to find, you know, a, a Ruth or, or any of those. It's very ornate, as you can see. It's a beautiful uh, picture in this one. He's holding a ball. And um, it's just a famous pose. There's, they use this pose for a lot of his other cards also, which another one uh, on the uh, E121 also. They use the same pose, but not the ornate border. But the cool thing about this is it says New York Americans, and then it says Yankees on the bottom. They were still called the Americans. 
And then it also has first baseman. You can see Wally Pip. Wally Pip was still the first baseman here in 1922, right before uh, Lou Gehrig. They're asking how long ago did you get that card? Uh, I've had this card probably about 10 years. Yeah, what I Orlando, that's that's been a dream card of mine since I was a little kid. I saw it in a baseball card book or magazine. I always wanted that card. And I never got one. Can you hear me? Yep. Can you yeah. Hear me? Okay. I was kind of like John where I had tons of stuff. I had a room full of stuff, but when I moved, my house wasn't ready. I had to live with my mom and all my cards were in my bedroom all over i had to my wife's like you got to get rid of stuff so i started 20 years ago i started consolidating cards and that's what i did so i, I started about 10 years ago to get Babe Ruth cards and the harrington's was is the latest one that i've gotten was the harrington's i got that about four or five years ago so between all three sets the average uh, graded population on these is 35. And these ones don't come cheap for the American caramel ones. They're pretty popular. Yeah, because they're not, you know, any type of strip card or anything. They're just a regular caramel card. Imagine you got one per candy and there were 240 different cards. So it was kind of uh, tough, you know, to complete a set like that. You got some to, to show us, John, as well? Yeah, I got some of those 573 blank back ones. Uh, they look exactly the same. They just don't have any advertising. There's the Grover Alexander, yeah. uh, Rube Marquard. Oh, I'm sorry. That's actually, um, this is an American Carmel. Uh, this is a blank back Rogers Hornsby. These are paper thin, paper thin. So I like to keep that one in there. And uh, here's an Adolfo Loke. One of the early Cuban oh, players, Orlando, you know him. Yes. And uh, here's the Nielsen's chocolate version, and you can see the difference in coloring. I'll just show those for you, John. All right, thanks. Uh, up next, uh, let's go into the 1921 to 22 E121 American Caramel. Or the alternative on this is the W575-1 blank back. And the 1921 issued cards, there was, on the back of the card, it actually says there were 80 in the set, but they ended up issuing 134. And in 1922 versions, they stated the set as being 120 cards, and they issued 129. So combined is a 263 card set of which a graded population average of 35. And Orlando, I uh, got a couple from this uh, this one. Yeah, and they're a little bit different. This is the 1921 American Caramel. So this one, they produced uh, 80 cards on this one is what PSA says. And that's the Grover Cleveland Alexander. And you can see on the back that it tells you uh, baseball stars, American National League, American Caramel from Philadelphia, Lancaster and York, Pen uh, Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. I'm sorry. Nice. And it's a, it says here 120, but I think they only produced 80. 
on the 1921. If you can correct me, I'm not sure, but that's what I what I said, what I read. And then these, the 1922 version of the E121, it's a little bit different. And this is the Ruth. And this, they did produce 120 or actually 129, as you say. And this is the Ruth, the montage version. And there are, there's actually three Babe Ruths in this set. There's one that the same, he's holding the ball, just similar to the American caramel that I just showed. And then there's another one where he's holding a bird. And then this is the montage, which has him, you know, it has the field, him batting over here. Then it has him standing up and then it's got the portrait version of him. And it says on here, outfield, New York Americans. So that's the Ruth. And then on the back, you can see it says pictures of 120 baseball stars. So you got one of these every time you went to get a, uh, a caramel. And I, I don't know if this were actually in the pack of the caramel in a package or they just hand it to them. I'm not real sure about that. But this is one of the more popular ones, which is the montage version because it has the three versions of the of Babe on there. Nice. So those are the two from 1921 and from 1922, they produced the E121 series. All right, how about you, John? Um, I'll just show a, a couple. Um, here's a, a Smokey Joe Wood. And I wanted to show uh, Ross Young, and his name is actually Youngs, so it's misspelled on here. Uh, it's a famous I pose. He was a, a good ball player that you don't see a lot of his cards, and you don't hear a lot about him. Yeah, he is, pose, he is a more challenging one to collect anything. Here's a Rachel. Yeah. A few more. Um, and did you want to go into Young. the W? Oh, go ahead. Funny thing on Ross Young's, they actually even still misspelled his name on the 1961 Fleer set that had all the legends on it. Yeah. They still misspelled it on that too. Now, did you want to go into the W575-1? Uh, yeah, if you got a couple. You I had mean, mentioned those. Same look, uh, yeah, right so if you go on to PSA's website, this is the picture they have. It's the only one they ever graded, Walter Johnson. Wow. Um, there are different variations. Here's I have two different George Sislers. That version. And this version. These are super rare. That's a beautiful card there. And here's a John McGraw. Max Carey. And uh, I have a few others there. And then you, uh, I don't know if the number twos are on your list, the dash twos, which I don't believe they have any relation to e each other. Yeah, the they don't Bob, appear to be the same manufacturing the, at all. Tris Speaker, George Sisler, and long before there was the Mariano Rivera rookie card, there was Eddie Collins. Nice. suit. <laughs> Robert Moran. And those, and those are all hand cut. Yeah, then a similar, a similar set is the 1922 W501s. And Cy Williams, you know, he led the league in home runs four times, was one of only three players born before 1900 to amass 200 home runs, was the National League home run leader uh, before Rogers Hornsby broke it. And they only graded total 
I think, four of these, and I have two of them. And uh, this is the highest graded one. And you can distinguish these because you will see they have um, numbering up there. And uh, they have this G423. And nobody really knows what that is, but they believe that was uh, the date they were produced. But nobody knows that for sure. Uh, so those, all these cards are kind of related and they have little nuances to them, but they're all scarce. They're all scarce. All right. This, this is not, this is just not a Ty Cobb you see too often. Okay, for my next set from 1921, uh, W551 was a 40 card strip card set of famous people, which then it had 10 baseball players. So it uh, was uh, limited to, you know, most of the baseball guys are the major stars. And I actually have one card from this set, which uh, is very populated here of uh, 168 graded cards per baseball player there on that set. And I have got the uh, Tris Speaker here. So. With the red cheeks. Once again, the blank back strip card. So. Did you have any of those on hand, John? The five fifty-five. Yeah, I have a beautiful George Sisler. And then. Uh, up next, I have got the 1921 Oxford Confectionery set. It was only a 20-card set, and out of those 20, 13 are Hall of Famers and included all of the biggest stars, so it is a very popular set. Very and popular, very expensive. It's, it's a yes, very tough, tough set. There are 40 graded copies per player average on that one. Yeah. And, John, it's all you. It's all you, John. There's a Walter Johnson, which I love. It's one of my Beautiful. favorite cards. He's batting. And this is what they look like on the back. Those cards have some of the best pictures. And here's a Rogers Hornsby. Trish Speaker. That's a photo you never see of Speaker. And for some reason, they like their pitchers batting in this set. Here's the Burley Grimes, the last guy to throw a legal spitballer. And they have him batting, too. That's what makes this set kind of cool. All right. Thanks, John. Uh, last of 1921, uh, the oversized set that I promised up ahead. This would be the first year of exhibition cards. Uh, or the exhibits, sorry. Uh, there's an average of 53 graded per card on this uh, 64 card set. And John, you're the man again. I did not pull my exhibit cards out. All right, never mind. I, Move I on. apologize. <laughs> I didn't know they were on the list. Okay. 
No worries. We should have uh, called in. I can't, I can't grab them quickly, but no I could. Problem, I have a no great problem. fill in that you skipped, and it's a significant set in the hobby. Okay. Uh, uh, and that is the 1926 Spalding Champions set. It wasn't really discovered. These were virtually unknown until 1990. And then a few years later, they discovered another batch of them. Uh, and they are very scarce too. Uh, here's the Babe Ruth. And you could turn these in, um, like many of the cards that become scarce, uh, to get a coupon for sporting goods. And that's what the coupon looks like. Awesome. Here's a Max Carey. These have all very low pop. Wally Pitt. And I have an autograph, Joe Sewell. Beautiful. The 1920s, uh, those, those early exhibits, they're, they're pretty tough. Sorry I didn't point any out. <laughs> I think we'll be all right. Thanks, John. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my next set covers actually 20 and 21. These are the W516s. Uh, another uh, art strip card. The uh, 1920 set uh, is issued as a dash one. And the difference between dash one and dash two, which are the 1921s of the dash two, is they changed the numbering of the cards. Like uh, 1920 set cards numbered one through 10 ended up being flipped to be 10 through one. So uh, that's the variation there between dash one and dash two. And then there's another dash on top of these as in variations between having the proper photo image versus reverse negatives, as well as variations between uh, the fonts used at the bottom. And so my example is from 21, it's a dash two dash two, which indicates that it is a 21 issue. So the numbering was reversed at that point. It is also a reverse negative. As you can see, the reds logo is backwards. And then also the variation of the font, this one with it being more uh, scripty versus there's others that are more of a block print look to them. And this is Eddie Roush, who was the center fielder for the Cincinnati Reds during that 1919 World Series uh, against those uh, Chicago White Sox or Black Sox, if you will. But, uh, Nice, John. That's very nice registration on that because, you know, a lot of those strip cards, they tend to be, you know, badly registered because the print quality back in those days were terrible. And the, just the cardboard they used wasn't that great either. So yeah, and that's, get that's them why beautifully, I love authentic men size. And to get them nicely registered like that with the, all the colors aligned, it's really tough. Very nice. Right, yeah, and John. when these when these aren't graded, I can't tell the difference. I, I am not schooled <laughs> on all of that. But here's uh the five sixteen dash two dash one Ty Cobb. And I, I love this card. <laughs> nice, nice pose. And here's uh the W here's just the dash one Tris Speaker. It's another great card. And I'm not sure the numbering on these, but I'll just show you the Grover Alexander and the Zach Wheat. And I love the Zach Wheat because it looks like he's pitching. 
Yeah. Nice. All right. I just love so, watching. Uh, wait a second. So I have the uh, dash two dash one. Here's the uh, Eddie Collins. I forgot I had these out too. And what's interesting about the Rogers Hornsby is they have them batting left-handed and they list them as a shortstop. And of course well, he was a second baseman the... and he batted right-handed. Reverse <laughs> negative image there, clearly. Reverse negative. Yeah, I find that card interesting. Like a 57 Hank Aaron. And uh, your boy, yeah. uh, Luke, again. What's the, what's, what's the correct pronunciation? Luke. Adolfo Luke. Luke. Yeah. All right. Uh, getting close to the end of the hour here, but... Uh, one more set is the uh, W519. We've got uh, three variations on these strip cards where we've got uh, dash one, dash one as black card numbers, dash one, dash two as blue, and dash twos, there are no card numbers on them. Uh, these were a set of 40 of which there's 22 graded population on those. You have those uh, handy, John? Uh, yeah, I have, um, let's see here. I have two of these. Uh, here's the Babe Ruth. Is that all just Babe Ruth? Oh, wait, I forgot. You, know, you, go <laughs> you got, you got to put Babe Ruth on the big screen. It's the Babe. There you go. There you go. I forgot I had to take over camera duties because Theo's getting the next show ready. And here's the Eddie Collins. It's a cool card. Awesome. Nice sweater. I love it. They have I so many cards sweater. of him in sweaters. I, I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> you have the 514 on your list from 1919 to 21? I did. That was my very last one. Uh, let me uh, go solo real quick. This is the largest set of baseball player strip cards only, where it's got 120 different baseball players in a strip card set. Um, notably seven of the eight black Sox players are in it. So that's what makes it really popular for collectors. And I got this Walter Johnson recently, uh, which I will happily take as an authentic. Very nice. And blank back on these. Yeah. There are 54, uh, graded average on that set. And did you have any, uh, John, since you just called it out? Uh, yeah, I have uh, an awesome Casey Stengel, and this is with the Pirates. There are two versions. One is with Brooklyn, and one is with the Pirates, so I had to get the Pirates one. Very nice. Hey, John, if uh, that's your last set? Yep. I know we're running out of time, but there was something else I wanted to show. From 1924, uh, they're not cards, but they're awesome. And that is uh, Mrs. Sherlock's pins. Here's the Babe Ruth. Oh, nice. Wait. And these are way more affordable than his cards. Exactly. And here's uh, Grover Alexander. Here's uh, Hannes Wagner. And there is a beautiful Ty Cobb in this set. Uh, 
All right. Thank Great you, stuff. John. Thank you, Orlando. Now, John, Thank the back of those, is that an actual is... pin? Yes, it's John. a, yeah, yes. Before we That's run out of time the here, there are people interested okay. in winning a prize. We're looking at some cards. Exactly. As you can Orlando. see, a big wheel of names here with all uh, 130 of the uh, public subscribers we had at the end of the, the, the deadline. And folks during this hour right now can win my 1913 Napoleon Lodgeway game card in a five. Uh, and thank you to the 36 people who got a VR in on time. You made it in this. And of course, with four collectors, I am going to shuffle four times. One, two, three, four. All right, here we go. Let's see who wins the Lajaway. Drum roll, please. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's a Shane. great giveaway. That's a great giveaway. All right. Thanks, guys, very much. Awesome to be on here. Uh, John, so much awesomeness. Orlando, what little you have is huge. <laughs> huge. So. Thank you for allowing us to be the uh, kickoff of the four collectors. Uh, live stream. I appreciate that. Well, thanks for being here. Everybody in the program, you're going to want to swap over to two guys, one hobby with Don and John and their special guests for this episode, Cracker Jack Cards. Oh, so great. thank you everyone. And uh, we will see you as the day goes along. Thank you.